And we're back for another episode of Athletic Insights. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, I just want to address the viewers really quick. The reason we stopped taking, uh, stopped putting out Athletic Insights podcasts over the last year was uh, with the shutdown of a lot of sports, it became difficult. But then also the political polarization of the times, just it didn't really leave us a, a lot of uh, what I found to be like healthy, productive conversations. So we took a pause, but we're back. We're thrilled. Uh, I know our viewers are used to a lot of U Sport NCAA football podcasts, but today we're actually joined by uh, Brockville-born Brandon Prophet, a former OHL uh, captain, star, uh, grew up in Brockville, played his hockey with the Kings, the Cyclones, and uh, I'm going to let Brandon take it from here. So, Mr. Prophet, if you don't mind, just doing a quick introduction for the audience. Absolutely. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me today. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to being able to sit down and have a chat. Obviously, it's something that uh, we've been trying to plan for a while. And, uh, yeah, glad to be able to come in today. Um, I appreciate the kind introduction. Maybe uh, <laughs> overstated my abilities a little bit there. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking today. So, for the young lads listening, and uh, young girls for that matter, actually, uh, Brandon Prophet. Uh, grew up actually one of my younger brother's best friends so we've got a a good relationship and I'm really excited to actually learn from his experience uh, being that he went in the hockey route whereas we went football so uh, you know as For Life Fitness is starting its uh, hockey academy really what I'm going to do the next couple months with the podcast is bring on a lot of hockey players so that you guys can also get the same recruiting and uh, just life advice that the football players have gotten over the last couple years. So Brandon, really quickly, would you mind going over your youth sports experience and just telling us a little bit uh, in general what led you to high-level hockey? Sure, certainly. Yeah, I I mean, growing up, as you mentioned here in Brockville, I certainly like to think I tried to play as many sports as possible. Um, Hockey was obviously where my passion was growing up, but uh, whether I was playing soccer, you know, for the Blues uh, and and rep basketball growing up and uh, even high school sports, but... Um, yeah, having the opportunity to grow up, I played for the Brothel Junior Braves here, um, probably from starting at four or five years old. Uh, worked my way up through the, the Rito St. Lawrence Kings uh, and eventually playing for the, the Upper Canada Cyclones. Um, just, I guess, a brief overview. I had an opportunity to play uh, for the Brothel Braves um, when I was uh, selected by them uh, at 15 prior to starting my career in the Ontario Hockey League. Um, I guess a, a general overview, uh, obviously moving away at, uh, at 15 years old, I had the opportunity to kind of play for a few teams throughout the Ontario Hockey League, and, and I learned a lot uh, and certainly developed both as a player and uh, as, a, as well as a person. So, And that's actually one of the main questions I wanted to ask you today. So we've got a lot of 15, 16-year-olds who are going into their CCHL draft years, their OHL draft years. They're learning about the process and they're having to kind of learn on the fly and make decisions that they don't really understand the full scope of. And you know what? Neither do I. So when you're getting opportunities, you know, to play for the junior A in the CCHL and the OHL, knowing that that limits your, your future possibilities with NCAA scholarships, et cetera, how did you personally navigate that? And did you guys learn anything after your individual process finished? Well, certainly. I think first and foremost, I, I think uh, any type of athlete growing up, this is just through my own experiences, but what I've really liked in the last 10 years has been a huge shift or a focus on not only developing the athlete, but the person. And so, you know, part of your question was sitting here today and looking back, um, what I think 
the best part about that is, is there's been a huge shift in focus on not only mental health, uh, developing the person, understanding the importance and role of working within your community and, and giving back to people. And so, um, yeah, moving back, uh, moving uh, away at 15 years old, um, you know, you're kind of the youngest person on the team, the rookie, so to say. And having the opportunity to learn from a tremendous amount of people who have, uh, you know, certainly been there for a few years and to continue to learn from them. But, um, yeah, it was it was a great experience. Um, and certainly, I think the biggest thing for me, I guess, going back, this is going back almost 10 years now, but mm. trying to think of my mindset at the time, I, I think it was always keeping the doors open. Um, I was fortunate enough, as you mentioned, to be uh, protected by the brothel Braves. Uh, it was always a dream of mine, obviously, growing up and and being a stick, a stick boy here in, in Brockville and billeting players as well. Um, I think the, what I remember is just kind of trying to keep my door open and doing well in school. Um, I think if you do well in school, uh, as you're progressing through, you know, obviously grade seven and eight and then and starting in high school and then keeping your options to go to NCAA and then obviously just enjoying the game and, and you mentioned enjoying the process. Um, it certainly is a process. It takes a long time. It's a lot of dedication uh, in school, in the gym, uh, and becoming a uh, more well-rounded person as well. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I had the opportunity to play a few games for the Braves, and I really think that was always my my intention was to play for the Braves. Um, when I was fortunate enough to be drafted in the OHL, I was given an opportunity to, um, I guess without going into too much detail, but I was given an opportunity to, to sign a contract with the Saginaw Spirit um, and part of an Ontario Hockey League contract is there's a portion that um, for playing, you're given an education package. So really, uh, there's two roads to look at. Do you, I guess at that point, do you play junior A hockey in your hometown, which is certainly a good opportunity, and then hopefully go to the NCAA once you're 18, 19, or 20 years old? Or do you sign a, a contract at 16 and kind of solidify the fact that whether you continue on past 20, or you go and play in university and get your education through university and, and there's a financial incentive there. There's kind of two routes you can go down. And what I say, it's, it's impossible to, to guide someone, whether mm-hmm. I think back and I'm, uh, you know, I remember having the conversations with my parents and really it's just laying out what your options are, but no one can really make that decision for you. And, and certainly is a tough decision to make at 15, 16, 17 years old. But really I think you have to do is, is follow your heart. Did you grow up watching uh, junior A hockey and, and then always aspired to play in the NCAA or did you did you want to go and play major junior in the Ontario Hockey League and like I said I think both options are good it's it's kind of a convoluted there's a lot of things to it but uh, I think when it came down for me at the end of the day it was uh, it was a mix between having the opportunity to go away and, and to play at 16 years old in Saginaw they were a younger team they were looking to develop and I knew I'd have an opportunity to get some ice time there but as well as the, I guess, the financial and education aspect to it as well in that. Um, when I was done playing in Peterborough, uh, when I was 20 years old, I was fortunate enough. I played at uh, Queen's University and played a season of hockey there. And um, obviously having the educational support from the Ontario Hockey League is huge. And uh, obviously more experience with the Ontario Hockey League than NCAA is certainly something that was always on my radar. But um, Knowing that when I was 20 years old and there wasn't really as much of a financial burden and understanding that the fortunate situation I was in um, to be able to use that educational package from the OHL was certainly a huge decision and factor when I was 15. What would you say the biggest one or two variables are that the young athletes should be looking into when considering uh, the junior A A Division I route versus the OHL then AHL uh, and then you know NHL slash overseas routes. 
Certainly. I think, and I guess this can be, it's difficult to monitor, but it, it certainly built right into the sport is, I guess the two biggest things are really just recognize where you are in that developmental process. Everyone's different at 15 years old. You're going to have kids that are, um, you know, I was a bigger guy. I was 6'3", 215, 220 pounds when I was 15. You have people that are uh, 5'8", and 155. And, and certainly the game has changed a lot since, since I went into the league. That was 2012. And I really think, be honest with yourself and where you are with your development. Um, I would certainly say that uh, if you are fortunate enough to go either route, uh, if you choose that junior A and, uh, and then eventually uh, go to the NCAA, it affords you the opportunity to take a long, I don't want to say a longer time, but to develop over the course of, um, you know, the better part of eight to 10 years. You know, you can be 24 years old, 25 years old, playing your best hockey at NCAA, and that really affords you not only to come out with your education, which is obviously very important, but uh, at 24, 25, come out with your education and, and then to really evaluate what your options are, whether to go pro, whether you want to fall back on your education. Um, it's funny, I've had a conversation with quite a few people about this, and really what it comes down to is if you think, and this is just, and this certainly isn't reflecting on what I guess my decision was, but looking back, if you feel like you're going to make an impact at 16 and 17, you're going to be a, uh, a front runner, um, I guess, on the hockey side of things, I'd probably recommend going to the OHL. Okay. You finish at 20 years old, and like I said, the best part of that is you have an educational package to fall back on. And it is guaranteed. It's something that is tremendous, to, and I would recommend it to anyone. And the OHL really is the best of both worlds. But recognize where you are, I guess, with your development. And then the second part of that is don't underestimate the importance of your education. Um, you know, obviously athletics and sports can certainly take a front runner uh, over the importance of getting to class and studying and understanding the importance of, you know, your marks. But at the end of the day, uh, achieving good grades or the best grades that you possibly can is, I'd say, first and foremost. That's what's going to open doors. And certainly not only in the realm of hockey, but later on in life, whether you're going to go get your university degree or you're applying for a job, uh, really one thing just kind of builds into another. So, absolutely. Lots of good information so far. Um, I want to back up a little bit because this is, this is going to be a great conversation as we get into it. What was that feeling, that initial feeling you had when you were drafted by the Braves in the, the selection drafts? Because I know there, there's been a couple changes to how like, that league has run and drafted and protected players over the last decade or two. So what was your experience like? And, and take it away, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it was certainly uh, it was thrilling. I think it was... You know, I was born and raised in Brockville, obviously uh, grew up here, as I mentioned. We, I was fortunate enough with my family. We built it players growing up, and I was a stick boy when I was pretty young. And, and so that was always where I wanted to be. Um, I know I was 14 years old, 15 years old, playing uh, for the Cyclones that year. And, and always, uh, you know, for me, I think it was always I wanted to keep my head down, do well in school, but really enjoy the process. And kind of seeing the first stage of things where, um, you know, it really started to pay off and, I remember, you know, getting, uh, we were up in Ottawa, getting to walk across the floor and put the jersey on and then doing an interview after as well. And, and then stepping on the ice, you know, throughout the season for a couple practices and then eventually a few games. Um, putting that jersey on, you know, playing in front of my parents for the first time in Brockville. And I think that's when really things started to come to, I guess, come to light of, you know, putting in the hard work and, and really just wanting to put yourself in that situation. But I was proud. Uh, it was certainly a, a thrilling experience to... Uh, to be able to, to wear the Brothel Braves jersey and to play a few games for them. And 
I also remember, again, as you mentioned, there was a different structure, but it was cool to be able to share it with some of the guys that I'd grown up with as well. I know Jared was there, Jared Henry was there, um, practicing Nathan Todd and amongst a few others. And so kind of getting to, I guess, get into the, uh, I guess the next round of a realm of uh, junior hockey with a few of the guys that I'd grown up with and played hockey with was certainly an experience that uh, I'll keep with me forever. And is there a big difference uh, between the process like the draft process with the junior A and the OHL, I feel the OHL might be more involved. They might do more due diligence or what was your experience? Yeah, I think, I guess I've been out of it for a little while, but basically my experience with, I guess with junior A is the way it used to work anyway, is if you're a local player, they have the opportunity to protect you prior to going into the draft. And so myself and Owen Gill at the time, this is 2011, um, we were fortunate enough to, uh, to be protected by the Braves. Um, and so we knew that if we were going to you know, practice the next year and play and then hopefully eventually have a career with, in Brockville, um, we knew that's where we were going to be. The OHL, I remember my OHL draft year, I guess, starting pretty on, pretty early on in September and then onwards having a conversation with, I guess, probably what felt like most of the teams in the league. I remember whether it was the general manager or one of their local scouts having a phone conversation with you and they really just want to see I think at that point uh, they want to see the type of person you are Uh, they're not uh, you know what you do on the ice is obviously very important but I think it's secondary to what you can contribute to as a person going to that organization and what you can do in the community and so again it comes back to wanting to develop not only as a hockey player but uh, as well as a uh, as well as a uh, as a person and a well-rounded person. And so those conversations, yes, they're asking if you're involved in the, or if you're interested in the organization um, or if, if, you know, what you, what you feel is you can bring as a hockey player, but they're also kind of feeling you out as to who you are as a person. Uh, they might want to have a conversation with your parents and see what your life was like, uh, you know, growing up. But um, I guess it's more, it is more involved, but uh, in the same aspect, I think as a player, just keep your head down, do well in school and, and continue to enjoy the process and enjoy the game. Thank you very much. So now what I'm really curious about is you got drafted to the junior A's, you got drafted to OHL. How did that, when you're 16, 17, like right in that, that window there, how did, like, what conversations were you having with your parents? Um, to make that last decision, like this is 100% what I want to do. Because uh, yes, you had mentioned like uh, it's a unique, it's tough with hockey because like you said, like 15, 16 year olds are different. Like you could be six, eight, and then there's kids who are five, eight, right? So th- that age is so unique. And uh, I know the OHL has like a second draft for like the kids who maybe were late, uh, late bloomers. But is there something about the guys being drafted in the first one to three rounds, are they doing something different or are they just kind of getting out a little faster? I think, good question, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the The U18 draft that the, the OHL does now, it wasn't around back when I, uh, we were going through the process and so it is a little bit of a different dynamic now and I think that's a good process. It affords obviously people the opportunity to, who might have been looked over at 15, 16 to continue to develop and then once they're 18 to, to be drafted by an organization but that hadn't quite come out yet um, back in 2012. Um, you know, I, I think for me, it, uh, it really is just, it's hard to say because everyone's situation is different, but, um, I guess when I look back and, and I think about the conversations I have with my parents and, and like I said, I truly, um, they truly did leave it in my hands. I, I had amazing parents growing up and, uh, my parents, Rob and Peggy, they afforded me every opportunity to, to be successful both on and off the ice. And, and I, I have the world to thank for them. I am in the situation I am now because of them. And, 
it's truly been a great process. But I think at the end of the day, you know, everyone's situation is different. And I guess the cards that are put out in front of you is, is going to be different for everyone. But basically what I was looking at was, do I want to, and I visited NCAA schools. I had started to talk to some coaches about wanting to go down and I was beginning to st uh, study for my SATs. And um, I, I always wanted to keep both doors option, but with the OHL and the, the educational package that was in front of me, it was an immediate right now, it was a guarantee for uh, my education, which you know, I'm a firm believer everyone will fall back on to mm -hmm. at some point in their life or another. Um, and I think that security of knowing that I was gonna be able to play hockey for the next five years, the financial uh, incentive of the education that is, a, is certainly, as I've mentioned, is a, is a great opportunity. I think that was enough just to say, you know what, this is the route I'm gonna go. I want to develop as a hockey player, continue to obviously have the opportunity to move away from home at a young age and, and to have that educational background to fall back on. What was, your, what was the biggest challenge you faced as an OHL hockey player in terms of like development? Yeah, I think it's kind of finding your way. Uh, I, I, again, I've been away from the OHL for a little while now, but there's a certain amount of challenges that come with being a 16-year-old, I, I guess even a first year if you're a 17-year-old, um, in terms of uh, finding your way, getting used to your new schooling. I moved. Uh, I played in Saginaw, Michigan for my first two and a half years, and so going to an American high school where I'm used to a, a smaller high school with numbers of six or 700 to... Uh, you know, a high school now where you're 4,000 you know, plus people, um, you know, there's Friday night football under the lights. Like, it's certainly a different, uh, it's a different scene. Um, but again, I was fortunate enough where I had great mentors on the team. People who were you know, 18, 19, 20 years old who not only expected the most out of you, but kind of were there to guide you, whether it was through learning how to become the best hockey player you can, continue to do well in school. And then, you know, something that's often overlooked is, uh, as part of a hockey team in the community, but being a part of the community and getting involved and volunteering and in different organizations in your community with your time, uh, whether it was in Saginaw for myself, having the opportunity to play in Barrie or, or in Peterborough. So uh, talking about, I guess, what was most challenging for me in looking back for 16, 17, it, it is young to move away from home. I had very supportive parents, but um, you know, I was 10 hours away from home kind of trying to figure things out. But Again, just uh, really understanding that your team becomes your family and, and to rely on them. So I had some challenging times throughout, uh, throughout the Ontario Hockey League, but I certainly came out a different person than when I went in, but they're all learning and growing experiences. Absolutely. And I got a tough question for you. So even a little bit before that, when you were like 12, 13, 14, how did you personally deal with the attention that you were getting? Because... You growing up across the street from me, playing hockey with my little brother, I heard all the hustle. I heard, you know, this kid's going to the NHL as soon as he was 12 years old. Like, I heard, you know, you know, no matter what happens, this kid's going to the NHL. And you, as an individual, had to hold that, that pressure. So how did you even start to, uh, you know, try to live up to those expectations? Or, or did you have kind of your own, uh, like, belief system towards how you approached the game of hockey? Yeah, you know, I think, to be honest with you, I, I don't know if, Maybe I was a little naive back then in terms of really understanding what, um, and I'll be quite honest, I guess, what the Ontario Hockey League was. Um, it wasn't really, you know, I'd been to Kingston Frontenac games, uh, Ottawa 67s, but it wasn't a goal. I guess in terms of, you know, growing up playing hockey with Austin and a couple other guys, it was, I just loved the game. I loved going to the, you know, getting off school and getting in the car with a bunch of the guys and going to the rink for eight thirty, nine o'clock at night and getting home late and going to school again. It wasn't... It was never a where can I get to, it was just enjoying the moment. And truthfully, that was it. Like, 
I never, even if I look back to when I was protected by the Braves, I was never thinking that year about wanting to, you know, get protected by the Braves. I just, I love going to the rink. I love the group of guys that I was around. I love the process of, you know, the wins and, you know, having the success and then the failures as well. And Where does that maturity and humbleness come from? I, I guess, you know, for me, I think my parents kind of instilled in me at a young age that if, if you want something, you're going to have to work for it. But there's certain things that are more important uh, than the end goal. It's treating people with respect throughout the way with, you know, obviously enjoying the process. But, yeah, treating people with respect and dignity and understanding that you can learn something from everybody. And obviously there's so many challenges associated with any sport, whether, you know, with different coaches, whether you like them, agree with them, disagree with them, you know, you're having a bad game and, and whatnot. But there's an overall picture and, you know, I don't want to get too philosophical here. I'm certainly... It's Go just, ahead. No, I'm no. All it's, about the deep thoughts. No, no. It's just, uh, it is... It's about enjoying life, I think. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, where you go, whether you, you make the National Hockey League or you play, you know, Europe or, you know, you end up where I am. You know, I'm fortunate enough to be certainly pursuing my now dream of being a firefighter here in the city of Brockville. But, um, you know, in between, it really is just about loving where you're at at the time. I think what's meant to happen is going to happen. And, um, you know, I never, honest to God, growing up, I never heard any about you know, where I was going to go myself or I was fortunate enough to play with other great hockey players who are now playing pro and, I think it's about just loving where you're at and, and truly if you have a passion for it, it's not going to be work. It's just going to be, you know, showing up, putting in the work and, and enjoying every second of it. You've definitely been prepped for the interviews, Brandon. You're very well spoken. So what uh, you mentioned 13, 14, it was just about the love of the game, your routine, your habits. As you transitioned it into it, like still being a game, but much more it has the feeling of a career because of the time you have to put into it even if you don't kind of want to so at that point as you were you know a young man 18 19 20 what was your why what was motivating you to do maybe a little extra in the weight room or a little extra on the ice or you know just uplift the teammate what was that extra little boost that you had yeah for me it's funny like you mentioned some age groups there and I think when I look back I'm 16 17 um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the gym. I'm wanting to work as hard as I can. I'm putting in the effort, whether it's on or off the ice. And, um, you know, there is the goal of playing in the National Hockey League. And that's certainly something that never went away. It was the love of the game. I think, like, I look back and I truly did love every second of it, whether it was, you know, fortunate to be on the ice for, you know, three, four hours a day sometimes, getting in the weight room, hanging out with the guys in the room. Um, you know, it is kind of a segregated or like a, a small snapshot of your life. But, 16, 17, that's kind of what my focus was. Um, obviously, as you, you go forward, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, drafted in the National Hockey League. And so from that point on, we're talking 19 and 20. I was fortunate enough to play in Barrie under um, Dale Howardchuck. He was an amazing coach and certainly an amazing person as well. Um, and really, that's where my interest had kind of, I don't want to say shifted from playing hockey. I still loved hockey, but you have to come to a realization that um, there is an end game for everybody. And so I kind of shifted my focus to the community and, and then later playing in Peterborough and, and fortunately being the captain of the team. Kind of shifted to wanting to be a good teammate, wanting to be a good person in the room, understanding that you're dealing with 20 plus different personalities and different backgrounds and different uh, you know experiences. And so, um, yeah, 16, 17, certainly loving the game and, and certainly wanting to work for it. And then, you know, as you get older in the Ontario Hockey League, uh, you realize that uh, you know there's certain other things that you can develop and be a part of the organization, not just on the ice as well. And when you got the opportunity to wear the C there in the OHL, like that's I mean a huge accomplishment. So what did that mean to you? And and you know what were you able to pass on to that that kind of that organization there uh, in your last hurrah there? 
Yeah, I think I was fortunate enough. I had a good group of, um, you know, I guess, leadership group. We had, we were a little bit of an older team, and we were fortunate enough to have a good year. I think for me, just looking at, I guess, how things have changed or how things are in the Ontario Hockey League and that, um, you know, I wanted to make sure everyone felt a part of the team. Um, obviously, there's an age discrepancy between being 16 and, and 20 years old. And so, you know, for the new guys that were coming in, I wanted to know how va- they were valued both as a person and as a player. And so I think uh, really just trying to come together as a team and, and to have success, it, it was important to, to bond off the ice as well. And so... You know, for me, whether it was having, um, you know, uh, having movie nights or uh, wing nights uh, in Peterborough, you know, that was our thing on Tuesdays, or, or making sure that if we were getting together as a team, everyone was there, and, and just ensuring that uh, everyone was comfortable, everyone knew that they were respected in the group, and obviously, when you have people as, like that age group from different backgrounds, there's going to be differences of opinions, and, and everyone, you know, you have the tendency, everyone can get under each other's skins, but... Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was just trying to be a good person and, and to, uh, to enjoy my final year in the Ontario Hockey League. Last two questions I got for you. One question, two-parter. What would your, like if you had to give some advice to um, the next generation of hockey players, let's say the ones that aren't double-A, triple-A caliber right now, the kids who just love the game, they got a couple years left, what, what, what would your advice to that demographic be? Enjoy it um, and love it, uh, I guess. Really, and I'm a firm believer of this, it doesn't matter what level you play at. I think the, the same goes, you know, everyone ends up playing in the same level at the end of the day anyway. So, um, you know, I think just enjoy it. Enjoy the guys or the, the girls that are on your team and, um, you know, really make some lasting relationships. Try to become a good person. But, uh, you know, there's so many different things that you can take away from the game of hockey. And, and certainly for myself, whether it's networking with different people, uh, opening up different doors, developing as a person, um, and understanding the importance, you know, for me, like I mentioned, I try to get involved in the community and, and, and I knew when I came out of hockey, I wanted to be involved in the team and I wanted to be involved in the community. So, um, you know, I think enjoy your at and hockey's always going to be there. Any sport's always going to be there to play. It's, it is, it starts because you enjoy it and it ends because, you know, you enjoy it as well. So, and you end up having the same type of fun, maybe even more fun as you go into the men's leagues. And I, that's, that's something I can tell you for sure. Uh, last question to that second part to that question. Sorry. Um, now we have a lot of, you know, double A, triple A players in our program currently, uh, you know, so I'm always kind of in the middle of what's going on with the CCHL draft, what's going on with the OHL draft this year. So for those athletes who have, uh, you know, they have the talent, they have the, the intangibles, they have all the things going for them. But me and you know, having played at high level sports, once you get to the next level, you, talent, skills, all dime a dozen. So what, uh, what piece of advice do you have for that group who's, who's really trying to be the best version of themselves every day? Absolutely. I think when you get to that level, it really is the difference between what you're doing compared to the person beside you. Uh, I'll use my time in Barry as an example. I, I was fortunate enough to play in a team where there's probably about seven or eight guys that are playing in the National Hockey League now. And what I can tell you is that those were the guys that were um, on the ice before everybody else and they were on afterwards, upwards to 45 minutes, an hour after practice was over, whether it was Mackenzie Blackwood who plays in the Jersey Devils or uh, a few other of the players, Brendan Lemieux, uh, Andrew Mangiapani who plays for Calgary, amongst many more, taking one-timers, slap shots, shots from the point, you know, working on their skating, their edge work. It, it really is putting in that extra work. and. You know, you don't see on a day-to-day basis the difference that you're making in yourself, but when you add up those hours that you're, you know, you're putting in each day above and beyond what everybody else is doing, that's what makes a difference. It's not 
you know, it's certainly not enough just to have talent. You have to put in the work. And, and, I, and from my, what I've seen and to the, the guys who have put the work in, most of them uh, have found success, whether it is playing in the National Hockey League or playing in, uh, you know, professional leagues in Europe. But I think it's, that is what the biggest difference is, is how far are you willing to push yourself compared to the people who you're you know, sitting beside. And what has your biggest takeaway been from sport? Uh, you know, like I mentioned before, I think it's just, it's pretty simple. It's be a good person. Um, you know, things are going to come and go. Teammates are going to come and go. Experiences, uh, you know, fortunate enough to play, whether in the Ontario Hockey League or you're playing in, in um, you know, a minor league somewhere else. It's, at the end of the day, it's, I guess, the person you want to be when you come out of it. Um, like I said, it opens doors up, network with people, uh, understand the importance of your education. And, um, you know, you might, you know, you'll be fortunate enough whether you're going for a job interview and you have, you know, some pretty good experience and talking points about volunteering or, uh, you know, good opportunities to work with other people. I think just being a good person, uh, respect everybody. And, uh, I mean, it all sounds great, but it's a day-to-day process. It's certainly not perfect, but, um, yeah, just enjoy the process. And there's a reason why you started playing hockey or whatever sport you're playing and, uh, and always keep that passion. So much good advice from our guest today, Brandon Prophet. This has been season four, episode one of Athletic Insights. Brandon, thank you so much for your time. Right before we sign off here, guys, I just want to let you know that the For Life Fitness Hockey Academy officially launches in July. Uh, Corey Wilson is going to be the head coach of hockey operations for there. Hey, and if you're lucky, if you're just lucky enough, Mr. Prophet might be out there once or twice. We're out. <laughs>